if you want to. We're gonna go for this. Oh, okay. Um. Somebody's been eating my porridge. Who's in charge around here? Somebody's been sleeping in my bed. You have no idea. Somebody's been... Wait, what were the things that the Goldilocks, three bears? Uh, sleeping in my bed. Porridge. Eating my porridge. In the chair? Was it the chair? Oh, somebody's been sitting in my chair. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, it is Free Talk Live. Some it's white the, chick breaking into the it's woods. It's the Sunday edition. For some reason, the intro music... Well, was muted. For once, some reason. Once once again, showing my prowess as an audio engineer. Nice callback from Just, yesterday. Yeah, that's right. If you were listening yesterday, I, I had to refer to an authority on the subject to fix my audio problems. An actual authority, that is one who is an expert, not an authority as in one who belongs to a coercive gang of thugs who threatens you with violence to make you do their bidding. So, yeah. So that was fun. Expertise is important. Yeah. I was going to print out a color photo of, of Nikki, because she won't be here tonight, and Aww. facsimile Nikki. and We just lost tape like it. half the listenership and the viewers on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> and tape it to the chair just so we could have facsimile Nikki like we had facsimile Mark for, for some time early in the year. But You got to tease it. Nikki may join us soon. Stand, yeah. stand by. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't get here early enough to actually accomplish that particular okay. task, so I just didn't do it. But here we are. It's the Captain's Log, Stardate 01302022. This is the Earthship Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor, and possibly soon-to-be Ambassador Captain Kickass joining me. First mate, Richie Rich? <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? we got to get you a Gilligan hat, though. Oh, my gonna... goodness. Yeah. A three-hour tour. Well, I mean, three you are joining show. us if you're listening, and right now it's the beginning of the show. It's three hours, so, you know, three-hour tour kind of fits. And it's going to end in a shipwreck anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. If you would like to join us in the conversation tonight, uh, Richie, Rich, you've brought in some very interesting show prep, and we're just gonna, as always, we're just gonna kick things off here with this bit from Futurism dot com. Uh, it says, "Wait, wait, that's the wrong article." Oh no! Yep. Wait, where's the right article? Hang on. Oh, what did I do? Just do the one in front of you, man. Just do the one in front of you. All right. Well, we'll, we'll start off with okay. the pig human heart transplant secret weapon. Wait, you got to pause. Dramatic pause. Let them think about it. The pig human heart transplant's secret weapon, question mark. Cocaine. All right. Now, first of all, if you're listening and you don't know what the heck we're talking about, uh, doctors, medical professionals. Sure, we'll call them that. Have figured out how to put a pig's heart in a human. So... Credit where credit is due, that's kind of an important breakthrough as far as keeping humans alive. Now, it occurs to me that it would be really funny if that happened to somebody who is employed as a law enforcement officer. 
they're the only ones that qualify for this <laughs> transplant. <laughs> or maybe they get like special privilege, they get moved up the list. Right? Yeah. They get they get early early movers advantage or something. I don't know. I don't know if it gets covered in this article, but the 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 guy who got the heart, like the I think the original guy who got the human heart, there were you mean the, the pig heart? The pig heart, yeah. yeah. They were like up in arms about him because he didn't qualify for like the human heart and he had some, you know, conditions or some something was wrong with mm-hmm. him as a transplant patient. I'm like, well, we'll just experiment with the pig heart then. And then got this pig heart. I mean, generally that's how innovation comes about yeah right? you're trying to solve a problem and whatever you have in front of you you know the thoughts that you had going into the problem how you're going to fix it just didn't work out for some reason sure and somebody goes mm, i got an idea why don't we try the pig we just slaughtered it from bacon we got the heart left over just throw it in steve you need a heart steve we've got the pig heart out back <laughs> steve's a big dude the pig was kind of about the same size yeah. i bet you it'll fit <laughs> He's got the right chest cavity for it. I I don't. How do you even go about evaluating that? Right. Like first of all, I wouldn't think that swine would be compatible with Homo sapiens. Okay. As far as the heart is concerned, right? I or any organ for that matter. I would think that they just wouldn't be compatible. They're different animals. You know. I I would just figure hey, that can't work. That'd be my first impression. I wouldn't even explore the possibility. Well, there's a reason they test mice, which you wouldn't think compatible either, right? It's because they're close enough to the reaction that humans would get. Well, okay, so to some extent, I've at least, I remember seeing the bit where they grew like the human ear on the back of the mouse. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I know that they were doing weird experiments with animals and humans right. and that but, kind of but thing. But the reason they choose mice is because of the compatibility of the results. They go. We're going to test this on mice. If it works, then we can like. Then we know that there's a good likelihood it'll work. But on they didn't too. put a pig's heart in a mouse. I I know they didn't put a pig's heart in a mouse. But what I'm saying is, you wouldn't think mice would be closer <laughs> have to, have to, be to humans either. Pretty big mouse. I get it. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, or a small is, pig. Uh, Jesus. Go ahead. No, just that. Uh, the compatib- for the record, you look more like record. Jesus than I do. I know. I, I I almost applied for like one of those local productions. Because they were doing something with Jesus. I'm like, I already got the long hair, the beard. Like, yeah. I can act on stage, right? Yeah. But just that you wouldn't think about mice being compatible either because of the size, shape, difference, whatever. But they are. And so it doesn't seem too far-fetched for pigs to be as compatible or more compatible with organs and whatnot. I humans. mean, pigs are tasty. I'll give them okay. that. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of bacon. I like ham. 90%. You know, humans are 90% bacon anyway. Uh, pulled pork. Oh, man. Oh. Like slow-roasted pulled pork. Oh, Mm. In the smoker? Oh, delicious. Yes. Hawaii specialty? Clove pig. Oh, yeah. Ooh. A pig roast. I've been to a yep. few of those in my time where they like dig the pit yep. and, you know, get the fire going, heat up some embers and some rocks and whatever, and chuck the pig down in there after prepping it and then just. A few hours later, dig the pig out. Yep. And Feast. Delicious. Yummy. So, anyway. So we've covered the first part of this headline, the pig human heart transplant. Okay, so it works. They've figured out some way, a medical procedure, whatever it is, to put a pig's heart inside of a human being. So then the second part of this is that it needed a secret weapon. In a order, secret ingredient. In order to, I think, make the process go better. Like the Colonel's Chicken, the 11th Urban Spice. Right. 
And so somehow that secret weapon that they discovered or decided to use was cocaine. That's the interesting part. More more so than is the is the pig heart compatible with a human? But who went? You know what I think might work? Cocaine. <laughs> like you know you know what I think might work? Hang on, I think I've got some in my pocket, right? right. You know, like oh hey look, I had this left over from the party Friday night. You know, let's try some of this. Accidentally sprinkled it on in the middle of the surgery, and then like all of a sudden start beating back to life. This sounds like some sort of horrific, like. You know, outside of the U.S., outside of any jurisdiction, you know, weird doctor, island of Dr. Moreau sort of experiments where you're going to have some half-breed pig man. Some Wuhan lab in China, perhaps. <laughs> some bat with a pig's heart. Who knows? I don't know what they do there. It's never good. <laughs> All right. So here we'll, we'll get started. U.S. surgeons successfully transplanted a genetically modified pig heart. Into a living human for the first time earlier this month. A groundbreaking moment in the history of medicine. I don't know when, when was this written. It doesn't have a date. Yeah. This article was Monday. It's okay. whatever the date was. All right. And to keep the gene-hacked pig heart beating during the lengthy operation, surgeons used a drug cocktail with an eyebrow-raising ingredient, cocaine. Vice See? reports. See, it was that. They're like, you know what this needs? I'm just I'm, I'm tasting it here, and let's just throw some cocaine in there. I didn't do what happens. The surgeons will tell you how the surgeons were able to use this and more about this story. Coming up here on Free Talk Live, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Do you have a pig's heart? Come on, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Do it. Huh? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it every night between 7 and 10 p.m. Do it live. Do it live! Because, well, you actually can't call. We're a live calling radio program. So you can only call when we're live, which is 7 to well. 10 p.m. Every day, you can call whenever you want. You just you're not, not gonna, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna get on the show if you don't call between seven and ten p.m. Eastern time. Believe it or not, the hosts aren't on the air. <laughs> Leave a message at the beep. <laughs> hey, hey, my, my. Neil Young threatens Spotify. Came up with that one today. Nice. Trying to work, work some sort of. You know, make a parody of a Neil Young song that's a parody of the situation that he's found, he's put himself in. I just like that he thought he had enough clout to dethrone Joe Rogan. Well, and and also, like, like make no mistake about, uh, I'm talking to listeners, make no mistake about what Neil Young was saying. He was attempting to coerce Spotify into removing Joe Rogan. Yeah. So... You know, for a guy that is famous for these sort of like anti the man songs, uh, well, you're only anti man until you get wealthy, and then you owe your fealty to the man. Yeah, that seems to be the way it goes. I, yeah. I mean, he could be senile too. He's older than dirt, right? Get so. rid of Joe Rogan. You guys can't play my music. Fine. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't even own the catalog either. So. 
Like, and they got rid of him anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Double whammy. Not only can you not make this threat, screw you anyway. Yeah. And was it Joni Mitchell jumped in? I want my music pulled as well in support. <laughs> yeah. There's been a bunch of memes around the internet, too, about that. The uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Polinsky, uh, the guy from uh, uh, John Candy played him. Uh, he was the guy who... Mm, there's a famous like Christmas movie where okay. he's in a polka band. Oh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so the meme is a picture of him okay. going, you know, hey, Spotify, we're going to remove our music. We want you to remove our music if you don't, you know, cancel Joe Rogan. It's hilarious. I love Uncle Buck. Yeah. It's a great movie. So at any rate, we were talking about this. We really hadn't even started talking about the article from futurism.com. It's hard to get past the headline. The pig human heart transplant's secret weapon, cocaine. cocaine. Yes. Uh, quote, the cocaine name pops up because everybody thinks, oh my God, what is cocaine doing in here? That's the sub, <laughs> sub quote underneath yeah. the headline here. Uh, so, yes, we covered in the first segment that the U.S. surgeon successfully transplanted a genetically modified pig heart into a living human being for the first time earlier this month. Which is groundbreaking on its own. Like, wow, can't believe they did that. Yeah. And in addition. But wait, there's more. <laughs> to keep the gene-hacked pig heart beating during the lengthy operation, surgeons used a drug cocktail with an eye. Now, it says the surgeons used it. Surgeons used a drug cocktail with an eyebrow-raising ingredient, cocaine. So were the surgeons hanging out just like partying with like. You know, cocaine-infused yeah. beverages and... That's that's know. what I was intimating before the break. It's like, oh, like, well, you know what this cocktail needs? Don't we need, <laughs> if we're going to be doing this surgery for hours, I'm going to need a little bit more than this. They got Can we to, sprinkle in some cocaine? They've got the, uh, they've got the uh, slow-roasted pulled pork, you know, on like a buffet table just behind them in the surgery room. Well, they had to get the heart from something. Right. And then they got cocktails. Don't want to waste it. Yeah. They got cocktails. The surgeons even had to get permission from the Drug Enforcement Administration to use the nose candy. I like that they call it nose candy. In the how do you article. ask for that? Yeah, how do you, first of all, who, somebody has to have the idea, you know what this needs? This needs cocaine. And then, you know what this also needs? Permission. And then Bob goes like, where are we supposed to get cocaine at this hour? <laughs> I know. Ask the DEA. Yeah, like, does one of them, like, do they have a family member that's in the DEA? And they're like, let me call you Bob and see what he says. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, the cocaine name pops up because everybody thinks, oh, my God, what is cocaine doing in here? Obviously. Mohidan director of cardiac xenotransplantation at the University of Maryland Medical Center told Vice. Counterintuitively, the drug was injected into the heart to prolong its longevity. There you have it. Cocaine extends your lifespan. Wow. You heard it here first. You're on free talk long. <laughs> when we're not using this solution, we're, we were getting failures within 20 or 48 hours, the surgeon explained. But when we started using this and infusing the heart with this solution, the heart became well-preserved and started beating very well. There you go. <laughs> so again, right, they're doing the experiments before before the actual surgery, 
and someone has to have the hypothesis, right? What more? What can we do to got, regulate this? I just beating? got a picture of Jim Brewer in my head. Like, you know what this surgery needs, man? <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Science. Uh, this is this is the science I trust. Yes, yes. Trust the science. Uh, the cocktail. testing and experimentation, followed by human trials. Totally unrelated, because they use the term drug cocktail. I I used to rehearse in one of these band rehearsal facilities. Oh, uh, you mean a garage? No, oh, it's okay. it's like somebody has some warehouse space. Okay. I'm just kidding. And they're not doing well using it as, like, storage. So they decide to rent it out to band. This only usually happens in big cities where you can't be loud without getting the man called on you. I was being mean with the garage comment. I apologize. It's usually basements. Oh, okay. Garage would be, like, a step up. Sorry. The video game's called Garage Band, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. They didn't call it Basement Band or Warehouse Band. Well, it should be called... Well, we'll get into that later. Anyway. Continue. We rehearsed next door to a band called Pain Cocktail. (laughs) And uh, they were always like, you could just smell the the drugs, really. You know, that they were were all the time. Like, what do you Is that... Yep, pain co- they like they the rehearsed. Methamphetamine was permeating the walls. They they well, it was mostly marijuana that we okay. were smelling. But like, I mean, when they would come out, you could tell that they were not uh, in our realm of reality. Okay, <laughs> and that's where the good music is. Made. And we joked, we were like, they shouldn't be called pain cocktail; they should be called drug cocktail. <laughs> so anyway, well, pain free cocktail with that much cannabis. <laughs> yeah, true, the free is silent. The cocktail they used on this human pig heart transplant, though, was developed by Swedish pharmaceutical Zvivo. It's X-V-I-V-O. I'm assuming it's pronounced Zvivo. Included a number of other ingredients, including cortisol and adrenaline. Now, I imagine the adrenaline part because uh, I think everybody has seen Pulp Fiction. Stab it right in the heart. (laughs) Just a pure shot of adrenaline to wake up the... uh, the OD 603-283-6160. We got a little bit more about this human pig heart transplant and a bunch of other stuff in store for you. This is Free Talk Live. More is on the way. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com.
It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Free Talk Live is a live call-in, nationally syndicated radio talk program that's also broadcast on the internet and some satellite stations as well. So we've got a pretty wide reach. And you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Uh, We generally bring in stuff to discuss. And if you want to opine on that, you can. You can call in about anything else at 603-283-6160. The choice is up to you. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And Rich Rich. And I want to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started right at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for ignoring this very important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. All right, so we've been talking about this article from Futurism.com where they did indeed uh, transplant a genetically modified pig heart into a living human for the first time. They had made some attempts that... That sort of failed within the first couple of days. I think they, they well, it. it's not clear in the article, but I don't think these were like attempts at the transplant, right? These were first attempts at getting the heart to regulate itself. I hope. It, yeah, they I don't, hope they didn't they leave don't, like dead humans on the table because they didn't test this out ahead of time. The quote says, "When we were not using this solution of drugs, including cocaine, we were getting failures within forty-eight hours." They don't say what specifically they were doing, like you know. I would imagine, though, that they have these artificial hearts, the mechanical ones. Sure. And so I would imagine that, you know, they can keep a guy alive for an extended period of time on the mechanical heart while they attempt the organic heart transplant. And then if it fails, put it back? Maybe. I I don't know. I guess. I'm not a surgeon. Kick the homeless dude out of the hospital. This is not surgical advice. (laughs) Tag him and track him. You know how, like, uh, in Russia, uh, not Russia, in China, uh, there's a bit of a, a thing going on where they're attacking the, the Uyghurs? Oh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and I mean attacking them and taking, like, parts. Like, legit concentration camp stuff yeah. going on with Uyghur Muslims yeah. in China. And, and they're harvesting organs for transplants from this particular subset of people, which... It's horrific, and a whole lot of the news doesn't talk about it ever. We've talked about it repeatedly here on Free Talk Live. You can find our archives over at freetalklive.com. But what if now we're going to see a premium on pigs? Because their parts are going to be compatible with humans now. So my bacon's going to be more expensive? <sighs> Sadly. That pork roast that you love so much? Is just or, or maybe because they can use the heart in a different way. Okay. More pigs will be getting butchered, and because there's more demand, and the supply will go up, and price will come down. Maybe. Well, that's a thought. It also says genetically modified, so I don't know if they're like oh, yeah, raising raising the pigs differently, or 
somehow or are just they, using the hearts. Right, are they harvesting the heart and modifying it in some way? Yeah, that's not clear. Post, yeah, they, they don't make that clear. So scientists still don't know why exactly cocaine is an effective way to preserve hearts. But one thing is for certain, without drugs, <laughs> the heart would have likely been rejected by its recipients. What, you, what you don't know, man, is the human heart or pig's hearts have cocaine receptors on them, which were like naturally disposed to use this cocktail and this drug. Uh, don't let the man tell you otherwise. Uh, this is a quote from, I believe, the surgeon. Yes, it is. It's like a transplant from human to human where you still have to use drugs, but you know you can control it. Says every addict ever in the beginning. <laughs> if we had not done that, the rejection happens within minutes and the organ is useless. So, I uh, hate useless organs. <laughs> Come on, girls. Let's get out on that floor and get on those organs. I mean, our console organs now on sale at the low, lower level of the mall. There you go. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Tom calling from California. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Yep, you're live on the air. Okay. Well, that's very intriguing. I was wondering if they did any neurological testing. If they're putting some cocaine in the blood system, what are the other results? Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. That's an interesting question as to, you know, what the neurological impact would be on a drug cocktail such as this, particularly during a heart implant of a genetically modified pig heart into a human. I, I Again, I'm not a surgeon, so I don't really have any clue as to what the impacts might be. It's beyond the scope of the article, but also probably too soon. Like, I'm sure this dude is still recovering from surgery in some form or fashion because it's like just earlier this month. So within the last 30 days, I don't know how long it takes to, you know, get over well, heart other, transplant surgery. Yeah. But I'm sure they're going to be running a whole bunch of tests. Go ahead, Tom. My other question would be, who gave them, if even a common citizen cannot obtain cocaine on the street, how, how do the medical communities, what the law lets them get the coke? Well, so they do say in the article that they had to ask permission of the Drug Enforcement Administration. Right. So... Somebody, they're, uh, they're, I mean, they are scientists. There must be a form that they can just fill out. <laughs> they got permission from the DEA and then went to the CIA oh, for supply. That's what happened. Nice. Uh, okay, now. Yeah, must, hey, I, can I ask you one last question, please? Sure, go ahead. Because I know about Porcupine Realty. People are anxious to move to the Shire. But but what about uh, vacant land or somebody uh, it's maybe a, not high-end, like a mobile home? type do you have any information for people that are like-minded moving to the shutter the low end or family i never heard it i went on your website and there's nothing about people with kids it's all about oh well, some loner or some hippie wants to move up there no i'm asking you about family what do you think about that well i can tell you that probably the majority of people moving are families there are, you know, like I'm a single dude and there are, you know, several single people that move. A lot of folks come up as, as couples. Sometimes that doesn't work out very well uh, for the couples. Uh, but uh, a majority of the people moving are families. Um, it depends on the area. Yeah, it depends on the area. You you probably need to be willing to commute. So you're going to need need a vehicle. 
well, at a minimum. Again, depends. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know what the job situation is. Yeah. But for a long time, and there's still you know a community center on the seacoast of New Hampshire, that's more family oriented and more family friendly. That's true. And that that community seems to be where people who are who value families and homeschooling environment and that sort of thing migrate there instead of some of the other areas. You're, so if that's your thing, okay, that's please, where to look. Please repeat. I'm, I'm very honestly. I, if you can please repeat, which is the homeschooling? That's what I was sort of uh, zeroing in on. Yeah, in, to... integrate yourself into one of the you know groups and or forums for the Seacoast area of New Hampshire. Very well. All right. Hey, thanks for the call, Tom. We appreciate it. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you would like to join us at this point, there's something for everyone. There really is. Right? And if you come single, there's there's a spot for you. If you come with you know as a couple, there's something for you to do. If you're political activists, hey, there's something for you. Yeah. If you're a political activist, guess what? Also something for you to do. And if you're family oriented or family friendly, there's something for you as well. Yeah, there's there's so much going on right now and. The movement is growing, and I love seeing it. If you are listening to us and you are of a freedom mind and you want to be a part of the solution, you're not afraid to do the work, you know, that is, you know, moving, finding a suitable place, making new friends, etc., and so on, please consider joining us here in New Hampshire. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. We are. Oh my gosh, we are. How did that happen? You see, Captain, what happens is the clock strikes a certain time. What the music plays. I, can't, I can barely hear you over the music. When you talk loudly. I will talk loud. Because <laughs> if we talk like this, it'll be too loud. Here on Free Talk Live, it's the smooth and dulcet tones of oh, yes. me, your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and joining me. Tonight, it's Richie Rich in the studio. We will attempt to talk softly and carry a big stick. You turn into William Shatner all of a sudden? We will I attempt to talk softly. Don't know what we'll talk about next. I think that we will have to refer to our show prep to get the next story. Check the tabs on the yeah. You got to do you got to do the shoulder shake, the William <laughs> Shatner shoulder shake. You don't get that shoulder moving, you ain't doing the William Shatner impression. That's for sure. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number. If you'd like to join us, we'll get to your calls in just a minute. I need to tell you that we are still raising funds for Give Directly. This is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients in need, and they use mobile money to send cash with no strings attached. In the past decade, they've delivered $400 million to over 1 million people. Research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of very important and positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows individuals to invest what they need individually instead of relying on aid organizations, donors, or governments who are thousands of miles away to choose for them. Isn't this what you would prefer? Free Talk Live is also matching your donations to give directly, helping families in Bome and Kalifi counties in Kenya 
who are in need. Free Talk Live is matching your donations up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, head over to give.freetalklive.com and help these areas plagued by drought, floods, and food insecurity. There may not be a better way to help families in Kenya. Give.freetalklive.com. Again, give.freetalklive.com. How long is it going to be the holiday season? It's almost February. Well, if February day is a holiday, okay, then yeah, it's about it's about to be a Valentine's Day. I usually skip over. Did okay. I say holiday season? Yeah. I usually skip over that part. <laughs> Let me just make an edit here. Make a note. Cross that part yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. If you're feeling loving this Valentine's season, <laughs> you could give a pig's heart. <laughs> I wonder if the pig's heart is susceptible to Cupid. Okay, you know what I mean. You can fall and, in love with a cop on Valentine's Day. And and to our callers, you know, bit about what kind of neurological difference might there be with a human walking around with a pig's heart. Like, you know, this seems like the kind of story or television show where, you know, the guy gets it and, like, he starts, I don't know, rolling around in mud, you know, okay. like acting in pig ways, right? He no longer sleeps in his bed. He... He roots around in some mud and some hay. and He can find truffles. You know, yes. <laughs> Becomes a millionaire with his new truffle finding business. Yeah. It's by this tree, something, I'm telling you. Something like that. Dig here. <laughs> Things could get carried away. <laughs> we'll save that for season two. Him and his wife have like little mini like half pig chimera, chameleon, you know, whatever. I think chimera is the right word. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> pig man. <laughs> All right, let's go to... Spider pig, spider pig. <laughs> man, bear, pig, right? Half man, half bear, half pig. Let's go to uh, your calls. We have Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I would just like to say that, um, you know, the, the pigs have a right to, to live. In, in Germany, we call that Daseinberechtigung. And um, they're also not schuldfähig. That means that they're not... Uh, legally responsible animals aren't. So that means if a pig or an animal does something which is not proper, uh, humanity is not allowed to kill it because it shouldn't even be held responsible. There's always a human responsible when an animal kills a person or hurts a person. And that's because an animal, a human being acted irresponsibly, either negligently or or intentionally. Result, there was an intentional uh, intent to kill somebody. Yeah, I'll say. I, uh... purpose. I used to be a commercial fisherman for a period of time, and one of the expeditions we went out on for a month was fishing for shark, and this was in the Gulf of Mexico. And my job was to be a gaffer, and that meant that I had this large wooden pole with a giant iron hook at the end of it, and this other guy, John, was also, he would stand on the other side of the tuna door, and as the sharks were being reeled in, uh, we would have to jab the sharks in their gills with these iron hooks and then lift them up into the boat. And so, of course, this would anger the shark. Sure. <laughs> and then our uh, uh, another guy on the boat uh, would come over with a giant club and beat the shark in its face until it stopped moving. And I, then, you know, we'd chuck it down in the ice hole and another guy would, you know, gut it and all that stuff. I hear your point about the shark, but I don't know if I want to extend that to, like, all animals everywhere. That it, it requires human negligence or intention, because because that would imply that humans, being an apex predator, have no natural habitat. 
Right. Of course, we have a natural habitat, but we don't have to uh, exclude all other all other beings uh, from our habitat, which we share with them. I understand that, but if I'm walking down the street, right, and a stray dog attacks me, I don't. Like, it's would, my fault. No, it was respond. The person who let that dog be stray, it's their fault, and they should be held responsible. Well, for wild coyote. Yeah, sometimes dogs are stray just by nature, like humans have okay, no. It, you know. it, yeah. It, coyote, then um, first of all, you should have the proper protection. In other words, um, normally in a city there aren't going to be coyotes walking around, and if you live in a place where there are coyotes walking around, then you should carry a spray and also a gun just in case, in case the coyote attacks you. And we have wild bears. Well, hang on. Also, if, if it is a coyote, you have to watch out for the especially dangerous ones. You'll know them if they're carrying around, like, uh, paint and paintbrushes, okay. or if they have anything with them labeled Acme. Yeah, a briefcase from the Acme Corporation. Yes, but you, you hear yeah. what you hear. My point, though, like there are animals that exist in nature that are capable of killing humans just by well, their very more, nature. Yeah, the, right? the most dangerous animal to a human being is another human being. I understand that, but there are also people who go on wilderness hikes, right, and get attacked by mountain lion. Yep, and I don't. Well, that, it's is it the, it's you're saying it's the human's fault the human's responsibility for like going into that area as if they if as if the human well, doesn't have a right to be there the human has a right to be there and normally those animals won't attack the only time an animal will attack is if um if it's hungry or if it's because the animals don't generally attack human beings hunger is a strong motivator uh, yeah man. they they don't generally it's the your use of always robert is what the uh, the argument was Okay, well, or the yes, responsibility course, on the, the human, is, right? Like it's the human's you should, fault. You should, you should be prepared with 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 with. A, for example, if you point a gun up into the air and you shoot it, the animal will normally be scared because he'll realize that that, that there's a danger there. That, that those kinds of sharp sounds uh, cause fear for animals. They, okay. they fear that, so they they would run away. I'm also been trained um, not to shoot warning shots because you got you're responsible for where that bullet lands. Uh, out in the wilderness, I won't land in any place that's that going to hurt anybody for sure. As you're aware of, hunters get shot in the face around. all the time by other hunters because they didn't think anyone it's was possible. there. Okay, then 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 bring then bring a gun with with blanks in it if you feel that way. You could do that; okay. it's no problem. All right, but it's always a human being who's, who's responsible for for an animal. For an, even, even, then, don't swim out in the middle of the ocean if you feel if you think you might get attacked by a shark. Well, that's why I'm a little. That's why I'm a little more amenable to the shark example. Because right, that's clearly okay. not where well, humans belong. Yeah. And, like we don't exactly. have gills and, and, or webbed things and, to swim and, with. And, and if you fear a shark, there there are chemicals that you can bring along these days. There are also some kind of an electronic device that emits some kind of a signal which the sharks don't like. Uh, there are ways, you know, but you have to check those things out in advance. Just don't do stupid things, you know. Okay. Hey, thanks for the call, Robert. So, yeah, I was just thinking about how angry these sharks were when we were fishing for them. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, No, I mean like separate. Of, you you have just of, taken them out of their environment and put them on a boat. And, when was the last time a shark was and, on a boat? And jabbed a couple iron hooks into their neck. Right. Right. You know, like, I'd be pretty pissed too. I might want to fight back as well. And they, I mean, they did. It was a, a unique experience. So anyway. But I don't see how humans can be exist in the wild and have be responsible for their safety and then also be responsible for the death of the animal. Right. Yeah, it's uh, generally I stay away. I always stay away from the word always. Okay. <laughs>
But then where's the natural where's the natural human habitat? Are we forced to live in cities then where we're not going to get attacked by wild animals? Where is the natural human habitat? It's got to be Call a cave in. or something, right? Call in. 603-283-6160. What is the human's natural habitat? We'll talk more about this and a whole bunch of other stuff. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keen. That's move.freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Live free talk. Talk live free. Talk free live. Live. Live, live, live. Live from King, New Hampshire, it's Sunday night with Free Talk Live, your host <laughs> and musical guest. <laughs> uh, I am the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Richie Rich. We're in the studio. The telephone number that you need to join us on air in the studio is 603 283 6160. That's 603-283-6160. And uh, we're kicking off hour number two here. Uh, Coming up, uh, (laughs) I want to talk about the scientists who are attempting to predict exactly when society will collapse. Hey, he found the right article. (laughs) It's the title of the show, too, so I, I had to make sure I could dig that one back up to, you know, talk We about really that. meant to lead on hour one, but hey, things happen. No, I'm glad that we didn't, actually, because okay. I enjoy, I wanted pig to also talk okay. about the, the pig, human, man, beer, pig, heart, cocaine, cocktail thing. If you're listening to the podcast, listen to hour one after this part. Yeah, if, yeah, if you're just tuning into the show, you missed a, a very entertaining first hour of Free Talk Live tonight. Uh, uh, after the show is over, you can find a repeat of the show over at freetalklive.com. Um repeat? Yeah, rerun if you will. Okay. Right? You know, a backlog, archive. Dot freetalklive.freetalklive.com. Uh, archive.freetalklive.com. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, if you just go to freetalklive.com, there's a player on the left-hand side and there's a little scrolly thing down below and you just pick out, you know, the last week or so is usually up there and then there's another link for if you want to go and search for further back episodes, you can do so. But uh, before we talk about the scientists, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I just want to bring up that those nine people killed in the auto auto wreck in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, I, I did some looking uh, during the break here, and it looks like somebody ran a red light and caused a multi-vehicle uh, incident where nine people uh, have been pronounced dead. Red lights yeah, don't work. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but um, I I was thinking that that should have been out of state of New Mexico. I mean, I, I'm surprised that it caught out of because um, there Las are no Vegas, bad drivers in Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. So people don't run red lights unless they're in New Mexico. Well, the whole point is that we do it more. We, we have like five cars in a row running red lights, but over here we we all learn to like state uh, like count one or two seconds before before the light turns green. So, but I know that I think Nevada, don't they have a stricter speeding and uh, traffic violation? And, um, I don't and know, but, just, but hang on, There's Sarah. a reason it's called hang, an accident. Hang, hang on, Sarah. You're saying that when you come to a stoplight and it's red, you stop. And then when it turns green, you wait for like two or three seconds before you go? Well, uh, people that are still alive in New Mexico, they do that. So they got, they got about three to five cars running red no, light I'm, at 60 I'm asking, miles an hour. I'm asking what you specifically do, or do you not drive? Well, I do not drive, uh, but okay. But I have to like duck and dutch cars, um, uh, so that I don't get hit by a car. Okay. But my my perspective is that what this is the trend that when they took down all of our red light cameras it was a national trend that they took down the speeding vans all across america it's been about yeah, they're ripping years. people off yeah. okay and now the end result is nine people are killed because they're speeding and running red light but this I didn't have anything to do with that. this didn't happen in new mexico the no. light was red and the person ran it i mean yeah. red lights aren't capable of physically stopping people from moving so to to your point captain real quick i want to go back to it because you asked her if she actually does yeah when my light turns green, I will typically still look both ways yes. before entering the intersection. Yes, I may wait. I may not wait two or three extra seconds, but I will make sure. Especially, you know, with the weather that it was here last night, right? With the blizzard and the the roads yeah. being messy, yeah. you don't even know if people are going to be able to stop, even if they want to. Right. Sure, sure. In so weather it's just like smart. That. Well, in general, it's just smart, right? To safely to check. Make sure that that guy is going to stop before proceeding in front of him as they're coming to a red light. Sure, but in a situation where nobody is coming and nobody is waiting, everybody oh, yeah. who needs to stop is stopped, if anybody. Yeah. If that light turns green, I'm on it immediately. Yeah. But it's because in your periphery, you have checked. Yes. Right? You went, okay, it's now safe. Yes. Yeah. It's smart. It's smart to check. Okay. I don't know if you got to wait an extra two to three seconds, but checking is safe driving. Yeah, no, I I agree, okay. I agree, and also uh, I consider myself a very safe winter driver. Uh, yeah. No, let me rephrase that. I'm a very good winter driver. Okay, right. Some people, when they ride with me in the winter, they don't feel safe, but I do because I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing driving in the snow with the vehicle that I have or whichever vehicle I'm in. There, there's certain things you have to take into account for is your vehicle rear-wheel drive, then you have to drive in a certain way and a certain method or not drive at all depending on the road conditions. If your car is front-wheel drive, you can do a few more things yeah. and drive a little differently than you can with a rear-wheel drive vehicle. In college, my car was rear-wheel drive. I never put on snow tires in Spokane, Washington. Right. 
I drove, just drifted around places. My first four winters, I drove a 19, first three winters, I drove a 1978 Oldsmobile with a Chevy 350 rear-wheel drive. Okay. Right? No snow tires. Not even like, I don't even know what kind of tires I had. They were so probably sometimes to make that turn, you got power over, man. Out. Well, yeah, but also you do things like make sure you have weight in the trunk. Yep. I for extra sandbags. traction. Yep. I had sand, actually had bags of cement. Okay. So, same thing. Yeah. You know, they were just cheap. Same idea. Yeah, same idea. Anyway, Sarah, go ahead. So, so what, what's, the, what's the status of um, the red light cameras in the state of Nevada? It, it seems like more of them were, probably all of them got taken down like they did in Texas. And so the people think that, well, I could I could run a red light. Nothing's going to happen. But you know what? For every one, like five, six hundred times that you run a red light, nothing ever happens. And that one time, the seven hundreds and the first one is when they have a massive wreck like I don't know if people run red lights thinking nothing is going to happen. Yeah. I I think the vast majority of that is not paying attention, which is why you could call it an accident or negligence. Yeah. Right. Or there's like there's the known fact that all four lights are red before one light turns green. And so people will run the red knowing that the other light's not going to turn green right away. This will sound oxymoronic, but there is a safe way to run red lights and stop signs. Just look. I mean, there's a safe way to do it. I've done it. (laughs) But, like, it takes experience and a bit of practice to do it safely. I was heading home one day in Hawaii, and my buddy called me, like, late. I was like, we were supposed to meet up. He didn't call me. I passed his house, and then he called me, and I crossed over like three lanes of traffic to get to the left turn lane, saw that there were no cars coming the other way because the lights were both green at that time, Yep. didn't even slow down, just busted a Yui on the red, yep. and headed back the other way, no problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I judged it to be safe, and I was correct. Right. Sarah, have you ever oh, run a red light? No, not really, but you know, Ian, he always argues with me about this so-called victimless crime. If yeah. you're speeding, if you're speeding and you have never hurt anybody, you never wrecked them to a car, why should you get a ticket? Correct. But the thing is that, look at these, look at this incident, is that that one time they were speeding and they couldn't stop for the red light and they killed nine people. It doesn't say they were speeding. So that it, well, the thing about it is that most of the time that people speed run the red light and stop sign, most of the time nobody no. gets I run stop signs at, at speed limit. I run red lights at speed limit. So, Sarah, uh, tell me exactly how somebody getting a ticket for speeding prevents them from running a red light. They'll think better next time. Well, it's preventative. It's, it's before. No, it isn't. It's not. Right. Look, no. at, look at it. Look at it. This guy never got a speeding ticket, never got a that. red light camera ticket. He but might have a whole com- record of speeding A lot of tickets. those. He would have been afraid to do this. Now he killed no. himself, the passenger, and, and then um, seven other people. It's too late. Thanks for the call, Sarah. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Have you ever run a red light? Have you ever been speeding? Did you get away with it? Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Captain Kickass, Captain Kickass. There's callers on the line for you. 
Captain Kickass. Please proceed to the white courtesy phone. <laughs> I've got an angle. I've got an angle grinder. You ever see that movie Heavy Metal? Yes. Paging Hanover Fist. Paging Hanover Fist. I I want to say that I was I, I don't smoke. So I probably wasn't in the right frame of mind for that movie. Oh yeah. Well, it's an early uh, adult animation. I get it. From what 78, 79, okay. 80 maybe? I don't remember what year. I probably watched it within the last 2 years. I don't remember exactly when, but I was just mind blown by it, but it wasn't I probably would not watch it again. Like it well, wasn't entirely I got, enjoyable. I got something mind blowing for you. Uh, oh, somebody okay. in the in one of the chats says uh, Richie Rich. They spelled it wrong, by the way. It's R I C H Y space Rich. Whatever. Yeah, I know. It's for for you listeners out there in listener land. Uh, Richie Rich. It's R I C H and then E as the middle initial period, and then Rich Rich E Rich as if right. E was his middle name. The E stands for S E S. The E stands for S. Yeah, Spanish for is. Rich is okay. So anyway, mind blowing. It's an affirmation enough, as well. This this person in one of the chat rooms says, Richie Rich, you were a tall, slender, balding redhead in my mind. I'm thoroughly pleased you're actually a cute, bearish guy with snake bites, pleasing the hair and bear gods. Oh man. I hope she's female and I hope she's cute. It's Justin G. Stark. Son of a gun. <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> Uh, all right. So we're back on the air. Is that what we're we, doing? we have been okay, yeah, for a little bit right. now. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, Richie and, Rich, and you're the co-host tonight. Yep. Singular. There's there's just two of us. Generally, there's three, but well, somebody's helping bring a, a human being into the into the world. What a noble profession that is. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, how, how do you, you know, when somebody calls you like, hey, I'm not going to be at the show because I'm bringing a new human into the world. How do you go, well, let's not have that happen too often. Now. You know, there's no like, <laughs> 20, you're this, like okay. this is the second show you've missed this week. We're going to have to write you up at some point. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's actually ever been written up. As a, as a co-host here at Free Talk Live. Nah, they just get ostracized until they quit voluntarily. <laughs> just take them off the schedule. Oh, boy. What were we talking about? That's how I got fired once from a job. My buddy just called me. He's like, Rich, you're not on the schedule this week. I'm like, well, it's my day off. He's like, no, you're not on schedule all week. I'm like, well, that's news. And then so I never went back to work there. That sounds like... Uh... And I never talked to the owner. Like, he didn't even have the balls to, like, fire me in person. So... No words were said. No words were they said. They just didn't put you on the schedule and anymore. I, and went, I got a new the, job and that The was problem it. just sort of worked itself out. It totally did. <laughs> it's like office space yeah. where they stopped paying a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Except I didn't show up because I was, you know, I probably would have shown up on my normal shift Yeah. and then they would have had to tell me, but because my buddy told me in advance that I wasn't on the schedule, I just stopped going to work, got a new job and went elsewhere. All right. Well. Uh, we do take phone calls live here. I don't know why. At Free Talk good Live. Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go right away to Jill in Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, somebody mentioned the idea of speeding being a victimless crime. Yeah, totally uh, is. Well, about two months ago on November 17, I was on my bicycle 
this riding to this philosophy meeting I go to about once a month. Mm-hmm. Someone in a vehicle come up behind me, slammed me onto the pavement, and drove right on a hit and run. Oh, so geez. now you have a hit and run. That is a and crime with the victim. The bicycle is still in the, the police property division, I'm told. I had hip surgery and was in in a hospital for about a week and then in a rehab center for a few weeks. Yeah. So I've been walking around. No, I don't need a, a wheelchair or a cane or a walker. I'm going to be all right eventually, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, what, I suppose what about, I'll be able to what about a, ride a bicycle. Again. What about a jet pack? What's that? What about a jet pack? What's a jet pack? It's a thing you, you strap on. It looks like a backpack, but it, it lets you fly. Huh? Yeah, it's got like it's got like rockets and stuff. Anyway, it's in the future. So, Don't worry. So, so un- until that guy hit you, right? His speeding was a victimless crime. The crime that oh. he committed was not speeding; it was hitting you, right, and violating yeah. your personal autonomy on the bicycle, or however you want to phrase that. But up until that point, no victim, right? Most he was doing what could cause it. He could have been doing what could cause it, but he could also have done it and not caused it. Right there, there's parts of the road on my drive to the Free Talk Live studio where I go above the speed limit and hit All no right. one tonight, cause no yeah. accidents, oh, cause no property damage, cause no personal injury. Yeah, and then you also have to wonder too how much of these speed limits, right? I I I don't even like calling them speed limits because they're really just suggestions. Right? Okay. Nobody really obey. Like some people will see a speed limit and they will do exactly that speed limit. Some people will see yeah. a speed limit and they will do five miles an hour under that speed limit, or even ten miles an hour under that. Speed. Yeah, some those will are New Hampshire drivers on the drive over here. Yeah, some will see unders. it. Some will see it. Jesus. I'm I'm always doing five over. I think that's safe. That's reasonable. Uh, you know, By it's, the way, I don't know that it was a guy who hit me. I didn't see the person. It may very well have been a vicious female. Either way, yeah, could have been somebody's dog. We don't know. Yeah. An interesting point. This is going to like dovetail a little when bit away I was from the. About ten, somebody also killed the family dog, and I remember that for a long time. I'm going to take a little bit of a detour from this conversation because um, I do a podcast called The Anarchist Experience, and we occasionally have uh, author of the book Jonathan Gullible, Ken Schoolin, on the show, and he compares most American speeding right with uh, a lot of people's problems with illegal immigrants like crossing the border yeah and he goes well all the all the illegal immigrants are doing like the law that they're breaking is just to expedite the process right they are trying to get to america sooner than it would take them if they went through the legal channels just like mm-hmm. most americans who speed are just trying to expedite the process by getting to their destination faster right. by going a little bit above the speed limit so fundamentally it's just about expediting the process, and if you're willing to speed, you should be okay with the illegals crossing the border to get here to work sooner. I'm okay with both of those things, I actually. Know. I know you are, but the people who need to think about this, you know, in their minds. The listeners, perhaps. Sarah? I mean, Jill? Jill. Sorry. What? Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't. I can't go along with put, putting other people at, at actual risk. I mean, Causing a danger to other people, right? But that's they're reckless people, driving. They're monstrous yeah. Sure, that's that's I'm reckless not, driving. I'm not in favor of government uh, government built roads, except as something like trailblazing to a place in, during a war. Other than that, I'm not for it. But uh, I think even private privately owned war roads, 
they would have to have some way to collect tolls on them and things like that. Well, sure, but but I'm, I'm still on the I'm still on the speed part, right? Like driving a motor vehicle at any rate of speed is dangerous and potentially deadly. And it's government who sort of makes up these speed limits. How and why? Nobody knows. They just make them up. I think bikes should be on the sidewalk with pedestrians. Thanks for the call, Joe. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the number if you would like to join us. When we, We'll talk more about the scientists predicting the collapse of society when we come back. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Doing a bit of that yesterday. We were talking about the Canadian convoy. What a great thing that is! <laughs> I that remains to be seen. I mean, it, what is your problem with it? Well, there doesn't seem to be a stated accomplishment that they are attempting to achieve. I thought it was to prevent Canada from mandating vaccinations. Right. So what specifically needs to happen for them to go, we won, it's over, you can all go back to trucking now? Canada walks back their plans to in, to mandate vaccinations. That's what everybody seems to think. I haven't seen it stated anywhere. Okay. Like on any sort of like website about the freedom. Tri- I've been to a couple of different websites about okay. this and I don't see the end goal. Okay. Stated like yes, it's the freedom truck I, now. I'm pretty sure if Trudeau comes out and says like, okay, we're not going to mandate vaccines in Canada, and we're not even going to we're we're it's tabled, put away in the drawer. We're not going to re bring this up. I would love to see that. Okay. Uh, so my problem with it, it, I don't have a problem with it right now. Okay. My problem is that um, it seems like. It's attempting to be co-opted by many other freedom movements. Right? Okay. Like, I I love that something is happening, that people are against the government mandating, well, anything, really. I love that they're getting support from outside. I, I love that as well. And I love that they're, that it's getting national attention. It's getting global International attention. International attention. Yeah. Like, I heard that Italy is now doing, like, a convoy of their, Italy, right? Yeah. Who knew, right? Um, and so, like, I, I love all of the things about it. Except for the lack of like a stated, you know, end goal, right? Okay. We saw this with uh, Occupy, Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Well, okay, but their their stated end goal was like likely not going to happen. 
right? They were going to occupy until there was like equality amongst something rather and the 99% versus the 1% and the 1% sure. starts giving back to the 99% and they shut down Wall Street and shut down the stock market and like not feasible. Yeah. Right? So, but but stopping the government from mandating vaccines? So I I want that to occur not just in Canada but everywhere. Right. And also why did it need to happen in Canada instead of here? Well, because they were they were closer to getting the mandate, number okay. one, and their truckers decide their trucker groups got together and just decided we're going to fix yeah. this organically by doing this convoy to Ottawa. We we covered a bit of it, especially the millions of dollars that yeah. have been raised to like fund the thing, and so it could go on for. It's an a it's a grassroots thing, man. It doesn't look like there was like a guy I'm, going. I'm I'm supportive of yeah. the people protesting, but I just fear that much like all other protests that I've seen in my lifetime, the WTO protests and sure. you know that like nothing really happened. Well, either either the Canadian government's going to back down or the truckers are going to get hungry, right? Because they go, oh, I'm I'm going back to trucking because I got to feed my family, right? Yeah. And is are, is the government going to wait that out? Yeah, it the, remains to be seen. There's already supply. There's already global supply chain yeah, issues. I know, I know. And they're making it worse. I know. And and it's great for too, a good cause because like this is, mm, it's exactly the type of uh, uh, what's I'm trying to think of the the author and the phrasing. It's a you must throw your lever your bodies upon the levers of the machine and you know grind it to a halt and you know it's the great protest uh, okay. speeches that you've heard throughout history. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. All of a sudden Trudeau had COVID and had to go into quarantine cause he didn't want to deal with it. Uh, this is free talk live and we do take phone calls here. Let's go to Richard in New Mexico. Richard, you're on free talk live. Yes. Uh, several nights ago on the Albuquerque news channel station, they announced that New Mexico has another number one dubious distinction, and that is supposedly New Mexico is number one for having the most overweight and most obese children in the United States. And this state really has a leadership. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, So it's been a long time since I've been to New Mexico, and well, I, I kind of hate New Mexico because I had a bad experience there, and I've sort of vowed never to go back unless there were extreme circumstances. But when I was there, I certainly didn't notice you know any sort of you know odd number or outstanding number of children who were fat. What I did notice was the outstanding number of poor people. Oh yes, we have uh, a lot of homeless people. In the, around the Albuquerque area mostly because we have a population, metropolitan population, that's close to 700,000 now. And what they did about a year ago, they built small houses in an area that was supposedly going to house 40 or 50 homeless people. And I don't remember the amount of money that these 40 or 50 houses cost to build, but it was quite high. Mm-hmm. And there's the last count that uh, was brought up in the news about the 
little houses and the homeless people moving into them. Supposedly, there was only six homeless houses, people living in these homeless houses, but on the property that was in front of these houses, you have a homeless camp still set up. <laughs> so they, they, they built homeless they build houses for homeless people, but yeah. because of the, it the sounds rules. Like, it sounds like a government program was involved. Am I right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah there was definitely were, you, were you trying to make a connection between home, uh, poverty and obesity? With well, uh, so there is a connection, statistically okay. speaking, because uh, with, with poor people, uh, generally they eat crappier foods, more processed sure. foods, uh, higher in carbs, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and so... You can look across, well, the United States specifically, you can look across the United States and you can see that there is some correlation between being, I won't say poverty, okay, because right, the United States poverty is, well, living like a king in some places. Well, that's, that's what I was going to get at. I mean, look, look at this in America. Isn't capitalism grand that even the poor people are fat? <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you've got fat poor kids. I've, I've seen the pictures of those Ethiopian children. Hey, thanks for the call, Richard. We appreciate it. Um, so, you know, I mean, when you're eating mac and cheese and, you know, lots of bread and lots of sugar and lots of high fructose corn syrup and, yeah. you know, all of the, the ingredients in these processed foods that are horrible for you. Low cost, high calorie count, you know, man. And likely attending public schools where sure. they feed you all sorts of crap as well. Uh, you know, it, it is, it, it sucks that in order to be healthy, you must be wealthy in some way. Okay. Right. As far as your food choices are concerned, uh, healthier food is more expensive than yeah. unhealthy food. Nicer cars are more expensive too. I I understand. Bigger yes. houses are more yes. expensive too. But when you're talking about food that most people used to just grow in their backyard, okay, which most people don't do now, right? I'm talking about like you know my grandparents. Sure. You know they had two gardens, right? <laughs> if the, if if you want to talk about the government preventing that. Right, that's a conversation that you know that we can have. But like a a an economic system that allows people with uh, little means to get that high calorie count, yeah, where they're not just well fed, but they're overly well fed. Yeah, like they can also regulate their intake and save even more money. Oh yeah. So yeah, or their parents can whatever. You know, whatever yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't really have a problem with that. I seems like a good thing to me. Not the obesity part, but the fact that the, that there is plenty are, that even poor people have an overabundance yeah. of calories. Yeah, they can I mean, I'm I'm all for a free market, so okay. I, I have no problem with the free market. Uh, there is an extraordinary number of children who are obese in the United yeah. States. That's a problem. It's definitely a problem, but it's you know. Is what it is. 603-283-6160. Are your kids fat? Did you make them fat? Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Your favorite radio program ever. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves. 
You can join us here by dialing 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Richie Rich. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now, Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at xmarkets.com, that's exmarkets.com, with just an email address so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, then trade them for Tether, then buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org, and now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, that's exmarkets.com. Dot com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Did you have more thoughts on the fat kids? Uh, no, I, I okay. got I mean, if you want to talk about it more, we can. My, I, I, I felt like you didn't say all the things you needed to say. The, the main point that I was making is, you know, we, we live in a society where people who are poor mm-hmm. or impoverished in some way, right? Not, not below like whatever poverty line. Yeah still manage to get an overabundance of calories. Yes. Right? And it's other lifestyle choices that lead to them being obese. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of other countries, like poverty means you're malnourished. Right. And not yeah. getting any nutrition. Yeah, you right? have a pot belly because you're skinny everywhere else and you're... It's distended. It's distended, yeah. It's right. not filled with food. It's distended. Right. Yeah, uh, it is... And that's why I didn't want to use the word poverty, and I, I think I mentioned that when, when we began talking yeah. about the subject, because even the poorest people in the United States of America uh, live like kings compared to people who are in actual poverty yeah. around but the, the world. But the wealthy people you know, in this society live well beyond the kings, right, of any. Yeah. And so I was, I was talking to someone, it might have even been um, uh, you know, someone on, on the podcast about that. I go like, even if we're living better than kings of the 1400s, right, I still want to be living the lifestyle of the wealthy people now or beyond anyway, because you will always have this conversation, right? Like 100 years or 500 years from now, whatever technology that they exist will make their lowest class like equal or better than the highest class that there is today. Right. Yeah. right? So you can always have this conversation and it's not, we should not be satisfied that we live better than the kings of yesteryear. Uh, I want to live better than the kings of today, man. And yeah. I don't have a plan yet to get there, but it's certainly a goal. Well, let us know how that goes because, uh, you know, I want some inside information there. Uh, let's go to, we've got Bad Slave in New Hampshire calling. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Captain. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I you, know. you all were bringing up what what what's to be done. You know, what's the we solution know. for uh, the uh, uh, the convoy, the trucking? Convoy. Yeah, what's, what's the end game? What 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 do they want? It's like a hostage situation, I, and they haven't like told I, the authorities okay. what they want. Well, where okay, so then fill me in. Where am I getting my information cut from? Because that seems to be the general story, right? I don't, I can't point to an exact article. That's what I'm saying. It's like none of the press has said. Hey, this is what it will take for the convoy to end and be called a success. They, well, okay, so they haven't stated the end goal, but they stated the reason why the convoy is existing. Sure. And in can the, we not ex- the, ex- extrapolate to that end in, goal? In the first place, you guys have to realize that uh, 
you know, the New York Times and the Washington Post and all those big newspapers aren't even writing any articles about there even being a convoy. Yeah, it's I being mean, suppressed I, in the mainstream media as well. Yeah, that's my point. And and I think that uh that 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 complicity is the issue. Okay. That 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 uh, it, it is complicity that has these people being happy with uh uh you know, the measures yeah. uh be foisting upon foisted upon them. Well, I and, I just and, I have to say bad slave. I just I, I went to uh, the most popular search engine. I typed in one word convoy. I've got top stories here from the Washington Post. Canada must confront the toxic freedom convoy head on. Fox News. Toxic freedom convoy. Toxic freedom, yeah. Fox News Musk throws yeah. spotlight on a Canadian truck convoy with tweet. BBC Freedom convoy truckers cause chaos in Ottawa. New York Times. Causing chaos. New York Times. In Canada, freedom convoy protesting vaccine mandates nears capital. So there are articles being written. Uh, they're just not putting the truckers in a positive light. Yeah. Uh, and for, but for a while, they correct. weren't. No, like, it was highly ignored in the media. And it might get it might be yeah. to the point now where they can't ignore it because too many other places are covered. Right. Yeah. Well, and and so they spin it. There's people lining the the highways, and uh, there, there's definitely people paying attention, you know. But at the same yeah. time, you still have idiots that are that are happy to, uh, you know, start yeah. picking on Spotify. Uh, you know, didn't some new uh, uh, purveyor of, uh, of music uh, just, uh, you know? We know. Pull their stuff off Spotify too, or I mean, I, I don't know. yeah, I, it's, it's yeah, it's people following trends. It, it it's really weird because the word viral apparently has replaced the word trendy for human beings. And thanks for the call tonight, yeah, Bedslave. Yeah. Uh, it it really has because before the internet, things were trendy, right? There was a trend, and you know, oh, everybody's wearing the same style of shirt or whatever it is. Well, viral right. also had an original connotation. Right, it, it was infected. It was well right. infected and spread rapidly. Right, yes. right. So any anything that was like small to begin with, and then went viral was like it spread so rapidly it became a thing. Yeah, right. Like the chocolate rain kid, like that was viral. That was like a nothing video, and then just blew up all over the place. Same with memes. Right, memes used to be one thing. Now, like any picture you see on social media. Is magically a meme. Well, if it's a picture with words on top of it, okay, is my definition of a meme. Sure, but it could be. It could be an advertisement. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that everybody has sort of been acclimated to the speed of the internet, right? Yeah. For the most part, at least in the United States, anyway, Western culture, yeah. whatever that means, in in technologically up to date culture. Right, whatever part of the globe you find yourself in, if you're technologically up to date, that is, you you know have a magic rectangle in your pocket, and you probably got a computer at home or a laptop or something like that. Uh, generally, you're up to date. Now that people are up to date with that, there's uh, people are being trendy, right? But they're doing it faster. Yeah. Right. This whole Spotify thing will die off. It's probably already died off. 
Yeah. Like the two or three other artists other than Neil Young who were like, maybe I'm going to take my stuff down too. Right? They threw their tantrum and they took their stuff down and we'll never hear from them again. But if, if, if some YouTube video from like five years ago that only had like 25 views on it until today suddenly has a million views because it was shared amongst the right crowd. Right. You could say that it has gone viral. Well, and for example, the the song Convoy. Yeah. Right from the 1978 movie of the same title Convoy. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a number 1 hit song when it was released and then it sort of died off for a minute and like the following year or maybe 2 years went by and it climbed back up to number 1 again for some reason I don't know what the cultural what was going on in culture at the time that made it rise back up. One well, TikTok is doing that for old songs now. Right. So now with this Canadian Convoy movement, of course, if you go and view any of the, like I saw, I think, five different YouTube uh, videos that have that song Convoy in it, and the most recent comments are all about the Canadian Convoy. Nice. So, like, this song has seen a resurgence in population due to the protests, and everybody who's gone to YouTube to find the song has made some comment about, yep, I'm here because of the Canadian thing, and, like, you know, you know I, I stand in solidarity with our Canadian brothers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I don't know what my point was. It's a great I, song. I had a point, but... Big Bear, this is the rubber duck. About to put the hammer down. Breaker one down, this is the rubber duck. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I think that song might have climbed back up to number one because of the Burt Reynolds uh, movies, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Seems to me that was right about the right time. Oh, good call, good call. Hey, um, yeah, but we've had uh, three crazy women governors in a row here. And this last one here, Gretchen the Great, old uh, Whitmer, I think she may or not may or may not. Hey, Major, be can you can you hang on? I'll, I'll bring you back. Can you hang on? All right, all right, stand by. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We'll hear more about what happened with Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Coming up on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. If you would like to join our conversation tonight. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And Richie Rich. I do want to tell you that Free Talk Live's video archives have been on library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. 
In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey video channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's go back to Major Payne calling from Michigan. Uh, Major Payne, we didn't really even get started. So, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I mentioned that we we're, we are now on our third female governor. And uh, Sorry let me give that. you a little history of the, the genius moves of these girls here over the years. The first one signed a deal with Canada to sell them hundreds of thousands of gallons of water daily out of the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Well, the lake level on Lake Huron dropped between 6 and 10 feet and stayed that way for about 15 years. It's just now creeping back. Um, the second one, and one of these two was a Canadian. She wasn't even an American. The second one decided that we should take Canada's trash. Like, we don't have enough of our own freaking trash. Wow. And Canada's got a whole lot more backcountry to put landfills in than we do. Yeah, certainly. Send but, it up uh, north. And then, yeah, and, th- and then this third one here, when this epidemic first hit, Bricky's what sparked this idea back into my head, she banned, uh, you couldn't buy garden seeds at any, you know, Home oh, Depot I or anything. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I do remember I, that. They were prohibiting I, people I, I, from buying seeds, heirloom yeah. seeds specifically. Yeah, yeah. They respect. They, they want you to eat this GMO stuff. There's also but, been uh, articles, I don't know if it was Michigan specifically, where, you know, people had uh, gardens in their front yard, right? And they said, no, you have to plant grass. No growing food in the front yard to feed your family. Right. That's nuts. But it is. anyway, a byproduct of this was. Then you're hemmed up inside. You're not getting any vitamin D and vitamin K from the sunshine to help you fight this virus. Yep. There's a double-edged sword here, dude. This whole thing is maniacally planned. Yeah, and, like, vitamin D deficiency can do all sorts of other things to the human body. Uh, if I, I happen to know somebody that was recently diagnosed with a vitamin D deficiency, and the number of health ailments that this person is suffering from because of this is far greater than I even thought. So, uh, you know, vitamin D is very important. Get your daily. It doesn't even have to be sunshine. People think that, like, you know, okay, well, it's got to be sunny. No, it just has to be daytime. You just have to get some daylight. Yeah. And and you can't get it through window. Windows will block the vitamin. You have to go outside during the daytime for at least 15 minutes or so. Once a day is, generally speaking, enough to make a difference. And in New England, yeah, you may have to supplement. Yeah. We're not supposed to be trolls. You got to get outside. Indeed. Anything else, Major? Nah, nah, nothing sparking right now. Hey, Talk thanks, to you guys later. Peace out. Thanks for the call. The COVID thing is another, the lockdowns and whatnot is another area where it doesn't make sense if you're thinking about it logically, but if you think about it from the perspective of the government's goal mm-hmm. is to control and keep you weak. Yeah. Right. Then all of a sudden, everything that they're doing makes sense. 
They just will never state that as their goal. Right. And it, and the outcome is horrible. Like, yeah. The outcome that they want is horrible, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And so will this all lead to society's collapse? Soon. And if so, when might that occur? Well, this article from the Daily Star over in the UK. Trust the science. Says that scientists used computer, not a computer, scientists used computer to predict exactly when society will collapse in 21st century. That ne- are, are we in the 21st century? We are. Duck so, Dodgers. So, <laughs> Duck Dodgers in the 24 and a half century. <laughs> A subheading, a group of scientists used a computer and their knowledge of trends to make a prediction about when society would begin to collapse. And the answer isn't so far away. Dun, dun, dun. Ah. Collapse in our lifetime. Science, uh, what, let's see if they define societal collapse, right? Because uh, what I think societal collapse is... And what other people think societal collapse is could be two very different things. A return to nature. Some people think just the end of government is a societal collapse. It's not. Society exists. I went over this yesterday. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, uh, you can find it at freetalklive.com. Society and government, two completely different things. That's why there's two different words. Well, society exists independently. There are synonyms in the English language. Uh, Yeah, but those are not synonyms okay. government and society are not synonymous. i understand that's my point is that they're not okay. synonymous okay anyway during the 1970s uh, scientists used a computer and observations on changing trends to predict exactly when society would collapse the scientific observation was carried out by a group of scientists from the massachusetts institute of technology aka mit more than five decades ago according to their findings the prediction was made or that was made that society would crumble near the midpoint of the 21st century, specifically in the year 2040. So what is it, 22 now? 22. So, uh, so anyone born today, don't worry about it. You won't make it through high school. <laughs> this uh, reminds me of how well brainwashed I was as a child by government and schools and all that kind of thing because they had everyone believing that the world was going to end any day because the Russians were going to drop the bomb, the nukes. Well, they have the world, uh, the end time clock, right? They tick it a minute closer every time something weird yeah. happens. Yeah. Do they ever roll that thing back at all? No, like, no, it's, never... it, it's like kicking the can down the road. It, okay. it moves subtly, okay. but it's always in the future. It's never yeah. like about to happen. It's always like, oh, yeah, it's you know off in the future. So that's the scary thing. Maybe not about this particular society, but other... Um, societal collapses around the globe, right? The way it's explained to me, it's it's not overnight, but it is sudden, right? Like one day everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, boom, chaos. Well, what do you define as a societal collapse? Because something like uh, the Soviet Union breaking up, not yeah. a societal collapse. That's a government collapse. Understood. So but when the, when when the the food supply runs short. Right, and there is now looting and pillaging and violence in the streets because people are all of a sudden hungry. That sounds like a societal collapse. Right. And we were, I was nervous that we were close to that at the beginning of 2020 when the when the government shut everything down. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, like, you think there wasn't going to be supply chain issues? 
and we're years past that at this point. Yeah. And we're still trying to dig our way out of those supply chain issues. Yeah. So, so. at any rate, uh, this these scientists predicted that society would crumble near the midpoint of the 21st century in 2040. The group looked at data patterns from various factors, including the population, the use of natural resources, and energy consumption to make their prediction. The team's academic study has been published by Club of Rome and identified upcoming limits to growth, which would cause the collapse. In 2009, a different team of researchers did a similar study, which American scientists published. They issued that the model's results were almost exactly on course some 35 years later. That's creepy, right? Like Science in the was 70s, better in the 70s. Like in the 70s, they predict it'll be 2040. And now in 2009, 2009, another team of researchers did a similar study. And they're like, yeah, those guys are pretty much spot on, at least according to what we can see. Science were smarter in the, in the 70s. They actually did the science. <laughs> they, they performed the actual scientific portion yeah. of the science instead of just like trying to get their trends to get the match what the government wants them to get more free talk live is on the way we'll talk more about society's collapse Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's the number to call. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero to get your voice heard on the air. It is free talk live. That phone number is the number you need should you wish to join our conversation. I just told him that tonight, or really any night, seven days a week, seven yeah. to ten p.m. Eastern. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Richie Rich. And let's just go right away to Padreg calling from New Mexico. Padreg, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Good. On the back of my Colorado driver's license, and I'm talking to the truck drivers that are listening to you right now, is P2, X, and T. X and T. P2, X, and T. Okay. Okay, the X is hazmat. I used to haul spent nu- nuclear rods from Whidbey Island, Washington, down to Carlsbad, New Mexico. Do you have three eyes? Uh, no, I have probably about half an eye left. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But can, okay. They're only gross-weighted at 85,000 pounds. And I used to drive a truck that was 120,000 pounds. It's lead-lined. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to support the truck drivers that are going up to Canada, and I don't know how to give them the money. I know they have to eat. I know they have to get gas, oh, fuel, I got you. trucks. And I'm looking for some way that I can con- that I can get them my money. I I have a hundred dollars. It's not much, but I'd like to support them when Didn't they go. They, to they had a GoFundMe. Didn't it get shut down? They or? well, no, it it's back up. Okay, uh, or at least it was. Hang on, let me see if I can. I'm just looking for somebody to support them. Yeah. Here we go. Freedom Convoy 22-2022. Uh, GoFundMe.com 
Freedom Convoy 2022 is what you want to search for. Apparently they've raised over eight, almost $9 million now. Uh, I'd like to give them hundred dollars so they could eat. Yep, yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, in your favorite search engine, like Google, for example, type in GoFundMe Freedom Convoy 2022. It should get you there. It looks like uh, it is up and active. It has not. This one has not been taken down. I know that there was uh, there was an original Facebook page for the convoy that was taken down. They had to put up another one. That one has remained. Um, there's a couple other things that they ran into bumps in the road, trying to get this thing going that, you know, the tech companies, they lean left. So they don't want to see this kind of thing. That's the difficult thing when going up against the state, right? Whether here or in Canada. Wait, wait, you guys are both talking. Richie, Rich, go ahead. Awesome. That's the difficult thing when going up against the state, whether here or in Canada is they can wait you out for the most part. That's true. Padraig, go ahead. What were you saying? But but it's a, it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. It's symbolic, and I hope it works out. Well, I actually hope it grows into something more. Yeah. Right, than, than just the mandates. Well, because if the truckers are on board with freedom in general. We'll see. Right. They're if down they with are, this part of freedom. This yeah. part, or at least in this part, right? Um, that uh, And they see that this is an effective way yeah. to make change to the behemoth that most people refer to as government. Well. Then, then I challenge all American truckers to cease operations until the federal government returns to the size that the Constitution demanded. Or smaller. Or smaller. That's a start, though. Can yeah. we get there? Yeah. If the trucker, Would you be happy if the truckers shut down until the, the federal government was the size of the constitutionally mandated one? Is that a good start? Yeah. I work back from there? It, it yeah. would certainly be a step in the right, a yeah. big right. step in the right direction. Well, there you go. Yeah. The challenge has been laid out. Just, just prepare. Tell the people to prepare. Yeah, well, we've been kind of telling people to prepare here on Free Talk Live for a really long time. I know. I, I hear you. I hear you all the time. Just, just tell the people to prepare. I am prepared. I'll take care of my neighbors. Yeah. I'll watch over them. I'll feed them. I'm prepared. Yeah. Okay. How long are you prepared for? As long as it takes. Well, okay. I, I hear the sentiment, right? But when it comes to food, if food's not being delivered and you don't have your own grow operation, right? Like the, the, how much how much food is in the basement that the preppers have, right? You Six-month supply, one-year supply? What's sufficient? I hear Captain Payne uh, talking about seeds. I'm a farmer now. I have a farm. Okay. I grow food. Oh, so he, I have food. Major pain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, major pain. Yeah, I, I hear major pain talking about the seeds. Yeah, they they there's a specific name that they called it, and I don't know what it is now. Uh, heir, heirloom, but, heirloom seeds. No, it's only no. Uh, you're probably right, and I'm incorrect. They're they're taking the seeds and they're messing with the seed, so it only grows to one year. It has yeah. a one year germination period. Oh, That's it. It's GMO and seeds. Right. The seeds from the kids cannot germinate. Like you grow a tomato, and then you take the tomato plant, and then you take the seeds. The seeds cannot germinate, and there's a name for it. And yeah. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've heard of this before, and it, it is horrific. Yeah. But at the same time, nature seems to find a way. Now, whether nature finds a way to abscond of humanity 
is a whole other topic of conversation because you know when we talk about things like societal collapse or you know being prepared to uh, you know right. go without food for an extended period of time grow your own stuff that kind of a thing um you know i think it's still safe to say that you know if you have some gardening experience and you have some seeds you know so, that's a good part of your plan i hate i hate to bring it up multiple times in one episode but on a, on the podcast my podcast yesterday we were basically covering it with uh with ks ken schoolin yeah and there's there was some law passed in like the 40s or something so like 80 years ago that prevents farmers from growing food to feed their livestock right without paying some tax or go because violate some interstate commerce something or other right so when you when you say like you want to grow your own food the state is already regulating that and if they're willing to stop you know pass laws then and there if you start withholding that from them right and not not trading if the truckers really did shut down yeah how long before they stop local farmers from growing their own food and feeding your neighbors well if you it, think you can do that indefinitely it depends on the the size of the farmers right if they're if they're super small farmers the farmers farmers generally operate within a smaller community a smaller circle sure. of communities so you know if you're a farmer and i'm a farmer well i can grow feed to feed your animals and then yeah. your feed can feed mine so i mean there's ways to get around that kind of stuff until the local government agents show up because they're hungry because the shelves are bare and they know yeah. who they can steal from directly yeah. so i mean this is testing the extent of anybody's preparation plan that's what i'm saying yeah Padraig? that's why i asked how long are you prepared for you guys definitely have your eye on the target. Hey, thanks for the call, Padraig. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. What eventuality are you prepared for, if you're prepared at all? Have you thought about what will happen if the truckers do go on strike and the supply chain problems get worse? And I you... got guns and ammo. That's all I need. Well, uh, you might need more than that. More Free Talk Live is coming up. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Richie Rich. 
The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you would like to join us. I want to get to this story or at least continue on with this story about when will society collapse? Apparently, some scientists in the 1970s did some computations and they said mid 21st century in 2040. That's 242040. Oh, that sign's probably been debunked. You would think so in the 70s, right? So in 2009, a different team of researchers did a very similar study, which American scientists published, and they issued that the model's results were almost exactly on course some 35 years later with a few appropriate assumptions. The predictions have not been invalidated and appear to be quite on target. In 2020, the Dutch sustainability researcher Gaia Harrington affirmed the bleak predictions made in the study. So in the 70s, then 2009, and again in 2020, Gaia, who works at multinational accounting firm KPMG, told The Guardian, from a research perspective, I felt a data check of a decades-old model against empirical observations would be an interesting exercise. She investigated the predictions made back in 1972 and compared them to current data trends. It revealed a worst-case scenario of economic growth coming to a halt at the end of this decade and collapsing around 10 years later. Gaia did shine some light on how changing attitudes and habits could reposition the discourse despite the gloomy observation. Does it have to only be economic growth? Like, I get it that you want to continue to grow, but even if it stagnates, like, we have it pretty good right now. Yeah, and I mean, there's things about the earth that just need simple solutions. Like, we know that there's already enough food produced on planet earth to feed all of the humans. The reason some humans go without food over other humans is literally governments getting in the way of distribution. We have a distribution problem, right? The the, the goods can't make it to the markets where it's needed. For yeah. whatever reason, generally, it's government interference, red tape, uh, you know, bureaucracy. bureaucracy, you know, some sort of taxation or uh, uh, tariffs on tariffs, imports, embargoes, yeah. uh, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's some sort of government interference preventing the food from reaching. We send the, the food for the smaller nations and the warlords steal it. All that kind of thing. Uh, Guy also added the key finding in my study is that we will have a choice to align with a scenario that does not end in collapse. Ah, do you take the red pill or the blue pill of societal collapse? What What the heck? Did you just take both pills? What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's part of that drug cocktail from the human pig heart transplant, right? The secret ingredient is <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> uh, she continues to say, with innovation in business along with new developments by governments and civil society, Continuing to update the model provides another perspective on the challenges and opportunities we have to create a more sustainable world. Is this world. one of those end-of-the-world fear-mongering things where it's always just around the corner? Right. I, I mean, 2040 is pretty specific I understand. the original study. But, but when 2040 comes around and society doesn't collapse, and I go like, well, we reran the models, it's 2065. Right? They'll, and, they extend the prediction ad infinitum. To always keep people on the edge and in line and in control. The problem that I have with 
with models, not okay, not like you know, uh, gorgeous women who so I prefer them super. Know, on, yeah, uh, with scientific models uh, is well. Recently, there were some scientific models that governments used to scare the crap out of the world. Yeah, and those models were radically incorrect. Right. So you have the you have the original model from the seventy from the seventies. That's like okay, it's going to be seventy years out. Yeah. Right. A lot can change between nineteen seventy and two thousand forty that could alter that trajectory yep. in some form or fashion. Right. But then you have the you know forty five year where what when was the thirty five year old redo of yeah. the model. Yeah. They go was, like no, I'm still on track. It was two thousand nine. Okay. And then twenty 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 nine year old. Yeah. yeah. So still on track, but between now and 2000, like 18 years, right? There, there's a lot of technological innovations that is going to happen regardless in that 18 years. And a lot of, you know, hopefully move to more freedom, at least in our community, in the next 18 years where we can throw that course off and, you know, put societal collapse out even further. It is creepy, and I think I mentioned this uh, in the previous segment, but it, it is creepy that the study in 1972 predicted, you know, the year 2040 for the collapse. Yeah. And then the one in 2009 said, yep, right on track. That's what I'm saying. That's the creepy part of this article. Right. I, I don't want to say fearful because, you know, I mean, society could collapse at any day or it could just go on. Right, but what year was the Mayan calendar supposed like the oh, end of the world? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Okay, yeah. so we passed that, right? And there's still you know the religious folks out there with their end of the world scenarios and predictions, and we passed those, and they're still popular because they just go like, well, let's. I spoke to the Lord God, Jesus, Jehovah, <laughs> and He told me that we've done just fine, and now it's you know not going to happen for another thirty five years. So when if if I wouldn't. I think it's an intriguing article. I don't believe that all of a sudden, like 2040 or mid 2040s, is going to roll around and it's right. just going to be like the end. Right. Uh, but as I said earlier, if it does happen, right, it will be sudden. Right. With the, there's all economic collapse right now in the United States. Like all signs point to very soon. Oh, yeah. Well, the math on that has been not a question of if, but a question of when. Right. And and which which brings me to my I'm gonna you know upset some libertarians now Ugh. right right it's because like how long have we been listening to Ron Paul predict the end right yeah right he's been saying it Ron Paul's been saying it since the 70s it's been 50 years like at what point do you go like nah he's wrong right but they can do this as long as they want maybe or. Give me a real prediction for an end date on when the dollar will collapse and it'll be thrown into chaos and get your gold and silver and cryptocurrencies down. Because um, if you're planning on the collapse, like you could bet on the collapse, mm-hmm. right? Like there are ways to hedge your personal life, your financial life yep. to go like, nope, I foresee this coming, right? If, if you're predicting like the collapse of the U.S. dollar yeah. in the near future, it would be behoove you. To take on an abundance of debt, right? Because debt now paid back with future worthless currency, right, gets paid back quicker. And uh, and 
you know, so there's your there's how you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. But if it doesn't collapse in the next five years and you've got hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars in debt and the dollar's strong, you're screwed. Right. I don't know how that would really, you know, piss off libertarians. I think there are many Because I'm calling that... out Ron Paul for being Uh-oh. wrong for 50 years. Well, okay. That part, maybe. I was just going to say there's plenty of libertarians I know that are on board with, like, the whole, like, yeah, if the dollar's going to collapse, you should take on debt because it'll be... It's a smart It's yeah. a smart strategy, but if you would listen to Ron Paul saying that in the 70s and taking on a whole bunch of debt in the 70s, and you, it's 50 years and it still hasn't collapsed, yeah. you're I, poor, broken, upset, man. I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the wagon where, like, uh, I think you should be rid of debt, right? And but, and, and it has no bearing on whether or not the dollar is going to collapse. I okay. just think being debt-free is uh, a lifestyle choice. It can be, but, and, I, but using debt to yet. your advantage is also a lifestyle choice. That is true, and I have done that, which is why I'm not debt-free. Okay. I'm debt-selective is what okay. I am. I, I'm working towards debt freedom. You can use it to work for you or not. 603-283-6160. Do you believe the dollar will collapse very soon? Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. are front some are back some of us are top some of us are bottoms some are side we don't even share that information some are side some are uh i guess that's about it right okay either front back top bottom or side left side right side Uh, you could be fair to midland i guess uh this is free talk extra medium that's true oh is it okay medium some of us are double extra medium whoa Think about that. Tide cube, I'm telling you. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, It is the final segment, sadly, of tonight's show. And in the studio, it's myself, the captain. And Richie Rich. Uh, If you've missed any part of tonight's program, we're on air live seven nights a week for three hours between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Some of you may be hearing this broadcast outside of those hours. That's fine. But if you want to call and get on the show, you have to call between those hours. So. Please do so. If you've missed any part of the show, you can find all of the shows uh, in their entirety over at freetalklive.com. We also offer a digest version. uh, That's uh, a day in arrears, so a day behind. So this guy, Riley, we don't employ him to do this. He decided to do it of his own accord. Uh, He makes a 30-minute version of it's around 30 sometimes it's closer to 40 sometimes it's 25 depends he makes sort of the highlights of every show he does a version of that and uh he just asks if you enjoy it to uh, kick him down some cryptocurrency or join his patreon so uh please do that because he does a great job if you don't have a full three hours to catch up on what's going on with free talk live the digest version is where it's at Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts we have peakless mountaineer calling from new hampshire Dude, just because you were late to your segment yesterday doesn't mean you can take up the end of ours tonight. <laughs> well, fine. I'll leave it. <laughs> well, and it begins. Peakless, what's on your mind? <laughs> well, you're, you're down a host. I figured I'd, uh, you know, throw a hand in. Not as cute. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's fair. It's true, um, and and it was a last minute thing too. Uh, as some of you know, uh, Nikki is involved in mm, like you know doula and that kind of stuff. She's she's actually midwifery. Yeah, midwifery, and she's doing midwifery things, uh, and it involved bringing another human uh, into this world, and uh, you know that took longer than it was supposed to, and so. Do you even midwifery, bro? I do not. Me neither. Yes. Uh, What about extra midwifery? Maybe. Peakless? Uh, I prefer midwifery. (laughs) Very well. Extra midwifery. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what were you calling about tonight? Uh, So a few things. Uh, First off, I wanted to talk about your pigs. Um, Wait, which ones? The ones with badges or the fat kids? Uh, n- neither, neither the the kinds with the, the kind with heart. Uh, so it actually kind of makes sense to me why they why they try to put a pig heart in a human. Uh, pigs are actually really similar to humans in a lot of ways. Uh, just ask a cannibal. Uh, that's why they call them long pork. Okay. Oh, geez. You know, I've never met a a swine that could play electric guitar, though. Why do that's you suppose true. they use the cocaine? Like, do you have any theories on... No, that that I actually wanted... Uh, I, I figured that one out. So uh, it's kind of like uh, if you're having trouble getting your car started, you want to throw some starter in there, which, like, burns really fast, right? Okay. Yeah. So but part of the cocktail was like already that, adrenaline. Yeah, well, uh, they need a little extra on there. Okay. And, I mean, the, the reason cocaine kills people is it uh, makes their heart beat too fast and just busts it up. So you're saying it's like racing fuel. Yeah, like octane booster. Yeah, exactly. We should start exactly. micro dosing cocaine. Macro just, dose? No, I said micro dose. <laughs> oh Jesus! Just man. to just to give it a little. <laughs> How crazy do you think I am? Like, I, dude, I was in heavy metal bands well, <laughs> for a long time. I've I've done my share of that type of thing, but like beyond macro no, dose. No, like a, just a little small little octane booster. <laughs> just like just a well, bump here theory. and there. That's all you need. If if you are having trouble with your heart not beating enough, that in theory that might work. Okay. A microdose, like one grade, you can do one single grade. Okay. You can't even cut that up on the mirror with a credit card. <laughs> wow. Um. So uh, the other uh, uh, thing I wanted to talk about was the fat kids. Okay. So, the uh, it seems to me a really big reason for why childhood obesity and obesity in general is happening is because of the support that the government gives the the uh, grain growers, like you know the whole uh, food pyramid thing. Yeah, six to ten servings of grain every day. That is insane. No yeah. one needs that. No, that's that's true. And in fact, uh, I've been told. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, Tim Ferris. Uh, he's a uh, um, author and speaker and nutrition guy and you know a, a knower of things. Uh, he in fact says that the, the the old pyramid is upside down. Yeah, it's it's also yeah. because they make them sedentary for six hour a day with like only fifteen minutes of recess yeah. or whatever it happens to be. Well, and let's that not, is a good point. And let's not forget lockdowns. Yeah, in addition to video games. Like, yeah, I, I don't, we weren't I don't, having enough trouble already. I don't care what the judgment on me is, but I'm one of those people that goes like ADD and ADHD, probably not a thing in kids. Right? Oh, like, yeah, no, they're supposed you. to be hyper yeah. and they're supposed to be active right. and they're supposed to be like 
engaging their curiosities, and then you sit them behind a desk for six hours, and if they move ever so slightly, they get diagnosed and medicated. Yeah. I go, probably just let them be kids, man. With with basically meth. Right. Just let them be kids. Let them run around. Let them explore. Let them be curious. And and maybe maybe all that running around and burning of calories, even if they were eating a high grain, you know, crap government diet, yeah. right, probably won't let them get to that stage. Yeah. But you you feed them junk, and then you don't let them burn it off because you sit them at a desk. Not good for their health. Agreed. Well, the problem isn't that we're boring them; it's that they're not on enough meth. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> not made for oh, factory God. work is not a bad thing anymore. Well, right. and 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 I've said it again, or I've said it many times. I'll say it again. But the the public education system is based on the Prussian uh, factory worker training programs. Yeah, it's not designed and soldiers and, and soldiers factory yeah. workers and soldiers. Not not designed to educate people. It's actually designed to give you a crash course in how to uh, you know pull the levers and you know turn the screws or operate the machinery of whatever factory you happen to be employed by. It was never designed to be an educational system, but because it worked for that, it became popular, became trendy. And all of a sudden, every government needed to have it. And then they got it, and yeah. now here we are. Every every once in a while, I'm I'm reminded of how like bright my son is. I go, you guys should probably get him out of school then. Like, school is not the place for bright kids. No, it's not. If he's as bright as no. you say it is, you're doing him a disservice by leaving him in that, tra- in that trap. Yeah, the only p- possible way that a bright kid in a public school is doing any good is if they are helping the other kids. Sure. And maybe his. I don't get that detailed reports, but yeah. I go like, if, he, if he's as bright as you say, like not the place for him. Yeah. Get him out. Let him do his own thing. And that goes for all bright kids. If you're in like AP classmates or enrichment or any of the like, oh, I'm, I'm the gifted ones, right? You don't belong there. You should be out educating yourself, doing your own thing. What else you got, Peakless? Well, uh, I just had to uh, sort of comment on uh, the other uh, the other night you guys were talking about uh, AIs and stuff from, uh, you know, uh, verbal abuse of AI girlfriends and stuff. <laughs> yes, I do remember. <laughs> so, so, Richie, are you, do you seriously not see a problem with the whole, like, transhuman turning humans into AI thing? Um, like, just doesn't be, bother you at all? Be more specific with the question. I'm not bothered by advancements in technology, if that's... If that answers your question, otherwise you got to be more specific with the question. Well, so uh, one of the branches of transhumanism is like turning human beings into artificial intelligences so they can live forever. Okay. Kind of thing. I I wouldn't that, I would not object to my consciousness being placed in a robot body. Like if that ex- if that extends my life beyond my natural time, like I'm all for it. Or having your existing body modified in such a way that it never dies and you continue to live forever. Yeah, totally. I'm there. I would I would yeah. love to get to the point where immortality is a thing. And I would love to be immortal. Yeah, that creeps me right out. Okay. And and the way I figure it, I don't mean, worry, it's not going to have the, the perception that you do. I mean, like, a lot of your, your thing is uh, is living in a human body. Hey, Peakless, don't worry. And thanks for the call. Don't worry, Peakless, because when it comes to immortality, there can be only one. We are out of time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you missed any of our show, visit freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.
like to invite you to visit freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.